Our text comes to us from the gospel reading from Luke chapter 19, these words, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace. So our text, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the words of our text, the words of Christ, words spoken as he took in the city of Jerusalem and seeing the city of Jerusalem and knowing what would happen to it in the near future. Those words were followed by Jesus weeping. He wept even as he spoke these words. Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace. Well, what was going on there? What was going to happen to Jerusalem? Well, a little over four decades later, in the year A.D. 70, Roman armies would indeed circle Jerusalem. They would besiege the city. They would destroy Jerusalem completely, even the temple. And those Jews within the city at that time who were not killed by the destruction would be sold into slavery all across the Roman Empire. Now, the reason, the reason Jerusalem, the city of God, was destroyed, the reason, the reason the temple of God was destroyed was because of the rebelliousness, the rebelliousness of the Jews. And we read about that in our Old Testament reading, right? Yes, The Jews were God's chosen people, the people with whom God had made his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The children of Israel were the people with whom God had established his sacraments of circumcision and Passover. The people even to whom God had sent his messengers, the prophets, time after time after time. How many books of the prophets do we have in the Old Testament? At least 17. And yet the chosen people of God, the children of Israel, the Jews, refused to listen, to listen to God, the only God, the living God. So the Apostle Paul, in our epistle reading, brothers, brothers, my heart desire and prayer to God for them is that they, that is the Jews, may be saved. I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For being ignorant of the righteousness that comes from God and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. Christ, he's the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. In other words, the Jews at that time, at Paul's time, at Jesus' time, as yet today, were zealous for God, but rejected the righteousness of God, the holiness of God, which God wished to give to them to give to them as a free gift through faith in Christ. But they didn't want it. So the end result, 
destruction. Back to our text. They wouldn't experience peace, political or any other peace, especially a peace of the heart, a peace of the soul, a peace of the mind. And that is ultimately what Christ wants to give to each and every one of us. That's what He wants to give to us yet today, yet this morning. He wants to give us a peace of heart and mind and soul. He wants to give us peace. Peace. Peace I leave with you, Jesus told His disciples. Jesus tells us. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. But our hearts are troubled, aren't they? And our souls are afraid, right? And the question is for us whether or not we know what makes for peace. Do we know that? Do we know what makes for peace? Or are we, like the Jews of Jesus' day, Paul's day, bent on our own destruction? I mean, how many different ways do we seek? Do we seek to be at peace every day? How many different ways? Peace in our hearts, peace in our minds, peace in our souls. It is for the sake of peace, for example, that we try to make money. And we try to make as much money as we possibly can while at the same time not spend more money than we make in order that we can be at peace, right? So we don't lay awake at night in bed wondering how how we are going to pay our bills. And what about our health? What about our health? Peace there is found in good numbers from the latest tests, right? And also, also ignorance of the health of those around us, especially of relatives. It is easy, for example, when a mother or a grandfather is de- diagnosed with Parkinson's disease for any slight tremor in our hands to cause terror. And what about the idea, the fear, the fear of being trapped? Trapped in a bad location, trapped in a dead-end career, trapped in a troubling relationship. What we need is a situation really in which we at a moment's notice can run away, take off, abandon everything, start again. And of course, there are those bad memories, memories of our stupidities, memories of the things that we have done or said or thought that we're, that we're downright stupid, downright foolish, sinful, the recollection of which sends us into an afternoon of regret. So to sum up, the things that make for peace, the things that make for peace that we think will actually work, first is money, second is medication, third is mobility, and the fourth is memory, or better yet, memory loss. So if we have those things, so we think, money, medication, mobility, and memory loss, we'll be at peace. But that is so not true, is it? So not true. 
For we can have all of those things. We can have all of those things and more and yet not be at peace. Why? Why? Well, what brings peace, true peace, unending peace, is the Holy Spirit of God. The Comforter, he's called. Assuring us that we're okay, even if we are struggling with money and with medication and with mobility and with memory. For the peace brought to us by the Holy Spirit is that which convinces us that in Christ, in Jesus, our Savior, we are are okay. Believing in Christ, we're taken care of. Having faith in Christ, we need not worry. And that is worry about anything. Now here we should talk about Satan, uh, the prince of this world, and the way he would daily try to convince us that we need to listen to him to achieve peace in our lives. For after all, we are in the world and he is its prince, but being baptized into Christ having put on Christ through faith, and so being made a member of the body of Christ, we have been credited with Christ's victory over Satan through his death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning, is what Jesus told his disciples when they returned to him after preaching the gospel in the towns throughout Galilee. That is, where Christ is preached, Satan is dethroned. He's kicked out. He's run out. And Christ then establishes his rule and his reign and brings with it his peace. That's what happened this morning. Just a few minutes ago, when little Zachary was baptized, Satan was kicked out of his heart. Christ was established there. And that's what happened to each and every one of us when we were baptized and, or when we first heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's in believing in Christ that our sins of fear and doubt and foolishness are forgiven. It's in living in Christ that we are given the strength to live today and every day into the future. It's in hoping in Christ for his return that we can live knowing that what has gone on inside of us will become visible a visible reality to all outside of us on the last day. This is true peace. This is the source of true peace. This is the only lasting peace. And that is believing in and living in and hoping in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the only one who has conquered the prince of this world and who now lives and reigns to all eternity at the right hand of God. Saying about that in our hymn just a few moments ago. We're therefore not citizens within the principality of Satan, but citizens in the kingdom of God, with Christ our Savior, our King, and our Lord. Faith in Jesus is that which makes for peace. Nothing else, nothing else does, really. Not even an Olympic gold medal. Have you noticed that this past week? That is, that with so many Olympians winning a gold medal, a gold medal at the Olympics, that just isn't enough. And you would think it would be, but they've made athletics their career. They have sponsorships and responsibilities and opportunities that hinge on them winning, winning the gold medal. Therefore, winning is simply a 
relief. But it's not an end. They're going to have to keep winning. And so keep training, keep competing until their bodies break down and they cannot do it anymore. Then what? Then what are they going to do? What are they going to do to achieve peace in their lives? It's a way which ultimately will not work, right? Especially as we get older, to rest our peace on our athletic merits. It's a way that fails. So the world, it does not know the things that make for peace. The world does not. But Jesus Christ does. For he is ultimately that which does, which does make for peace. Amen. Now may the peace which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. We rise and confess our Christian faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed.